0: he'll put up a fight. So, um, listeners welcome. This is our, um, second yeah. episode of I book Reap boys. boys. Um, I'm Pete, this is Josh and we, um, over the next three weeks. So this is part two of a three part series, maybe a fourth if we want to do like a review of everything <laughs> and if we really need it. Yeah. Um, but, um, we are covering the first book in, um, that was released in the high republic series um light of the
1: jedi by charles soul
0: light of the jedi by charles soul um we last we covered part one which was what titled tragedy disaster yep i knew it was a synonym and then this one is the path yes which we'll be
1: covering Um, today the paths now where are you at with the book
0: Oh, I haven't finished. Okay. I actually finished this <clears throat> part um, last okay, night, good. and okay. the reason for that, and it's really interesting because you told me you've you've have have since finished yeah, it. Like yes, four
1: hundred pages into another book. Yeah.
0: Which, wow, good for you. Um, I am a reader that I read to go to sleep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is not a mark against it because there's some action and I fell asleep during the action Mm -hmm. of the book, um, which might make it seem like, Oh, this book is really boring. Um, but in fact, it's just something that, um, I typically do. So I'm going to
1: tread lightly. The first part of this book is so clear, like being able to remember where it ends. Uh, and just for, you know, to forewarn listeners spoilers for the second part of this book. So if you haven't finished up the path, or the paths you know we're going to touch on everything there uh i finished the book maybe a week ago now and the, the oh, wow deline- the de- delineation between part two and part three is not quite as distinct i'm only going to go off of the note i took notes as i went to make sure i had notes for this episode and i had notes for next episode on you know two different sheets of paper so i should be good to go but on the on the off chance i i start blurring lines here or something i'm gonna try to take my cues from you but i'm pretty sure i remember where everything ends up um that chapter or yeah. part two but yeah so that's that's what uh we will be covering this week and that's
0: now before wow, we maybe. get into that um just a side note mm-hmm. um not servers related have you watched wandavision yet yeah that's and are you going
2: now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Let me tell you. Uh, the Wanda Sykes, the Wanda Sykes podcast. Right. What would Wanda Sykes think about High Republic?
1: Please tell me you're not about to do an impression.
0: Um. Well, oh it's not Wanda Sykes. If any of uh, <laughs> if any of you edit, uh watch that, I'm I'm editing this week. I know. Um. Yeah. So I watch a couple of personal day. notes. A couple personal notes. Um, when I saw that this part was called the paths, I was very excited. Mm.
2: Um,
0: because the thing that a lot of people know about us now is that we have this um very um let's say intense. Mm-hmm. Let's use the word intense orthodox. workout routine. Um, orthodox. Well, a to infuriate my dad, a very unique orthodox routine mm-hmm. um and with that we we work out so much we run so much we do so many things mm-hmm. um like part of the the our, we have this program the fight for your life 5k yep. um which is taking the 5k which for those runners out there you know is so boring all right marathons so boring mm-hmm. all you're doing is running mm-hmm. okay we with the fight for your life 5k um basically simulated somebody chasing you and you fearing for your life now for us it's fighting too Mm -hmm. um because i can't remember the last time i was afraid yeah um oh it was when the gym ran out of weights for me to lift um but then i realized that the first world problem mm -hmm. um But with us being so swole and so huge and having so many muscles, you go through a lot of paths. Um, And we did a bunch of paths creating the Fight for Your Life 5K. So this had me very reminiscent of one of the marquee programs that the Po' Boys LSC Network has. Yeah, I
1: mean, familiarity is the enemy of a fear of death. You know, and as much as, you know, we can... um, sick dogs on you as you run through a given path and really just put the fear of God into you so that your heart rate gets up and you get into ketogenic mode while you're running or fighting for your life if you do that again the same you know the same arena and you're familiar with it it's not going to have the same effect you're not going to get into no no ketosis yeah. now i remember Cytoketotosis, Cytoketotosis, yes so we had to it, TM. it's it's got to be different every time and so yeah there are, are a, a myriad of paths involved um and so i yeah, do so think this, that yes it is a to mm-hmm.
0: yeah so this this really just to start off you know it really connected with me um as a person that has gone so many different paths in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that's just a complete aside. Um, now with this, we're covering part two, which is the paths. Um, basically I think that there's like three, um, story arcs, yes. I believe. Yeah. Um, one of which one sort is where movie. a nerd gets a bunch of computers. Right. One is, um, introducing the nihilists. Mm-hmm. Um, Nile. And then the third is the one I cared about.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so the one with the computers, I guess, ties like because I was thinking about the same thing. Like, there's like the investigation plot line, which is
2: mm-hmm.
1: what's his face, little dorky guy Kevin and his computers slash Abar Chris Elzar Man slash just for one chapter Briaga, and it's that's all about uh-huh. like the powers that be trying to figure out what happened at the great disaster. What happened at um Hetzels pretzels. And Hetzels pretzels. And then yeah. there's yeah, there's the Nile storyline and then there is the Jedi outpost storyline.
0: Mhm. So let's get the nerd storyline out of the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um the only I mean, we see um of our Chris and um Elzar Mans. Mm-hmm. um they get to go to Naboo. Yeah. Um and they get to which meet is with pretty the Santeca
1: clan. Which,
0: yeah. Uh, well, like I, I, they either. do an interesting description of Naboo mm. that it's basically a planet of just a bunch of rich people, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was relatively interesting. That um, it was like the suburbs of planets, is how <laughs> Charles was describing it. Of, you get enough money and you can do this. But we're introduced to the Santecas, which. Well,
1: not necessarily um, introduced, because of course, Lore Santeca, played by Max von Sydow. and first awakens
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but presumably along the same family line mm-hmm. right um right. yeah and we're introduced to this family that's um kind of like the rockefellers or just like a well-known family that has done something which yeah. is something you don't see in star wars outside of the Huts. And the Huts are a species, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I think of them as a family line. And it is. Yeah.
1: And that whole like business mogul, like you said, like comparing it to the Rockefellers or like a very latter day Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. And it's it's not something you can necessarily point to within a Star Wars movie, but it does feel like such a rich archetype to be used in Star Wars like it seems very star wars like that idea of that sort of character or that sort of culture is such a i don't know i guess a present thing in the in the monomyth of our times that it makes sense and i think the the thing he did smartly here uh charles Soule, is they you know they stem from explorers like it's not it would be weird if they're like okay we're going to go to moguls who are like news moguls you know or but tying it into exploration and progress and stuff like that and adventure um yeah that was that was really interesting i thought those
0: i would love to see and i'm i think this is perfectly doable because we saw it with episode seven and eight maybe nine although my my uh, memory is escaping me of short stories um and doing one that follows the Santecas just um discovering a hyperspace lane cuz that's functionally what they do and, mm-hmm. and um they explain that it's super dangerous um people die people aren't very good at it mm-hmm. and the santecas where and we l- later learn why specifically they they are but they're able to do that and i i think that's a perfect like short story yeah um, and
1: it, it paints a picture though also cuz it, it's yeah you make a great point like that's why I, I made the comparison to daniel plainview the character from from there will be blood i mean the first uh, sequence of that movie is him on his own trying to drill for oil, trying to drill an uh, oil um, vein. And it's super dangerous and he gets injured. And, but you, you like the Hackers we meet here seem like maybe that was something their dad did, right? Like they seem like a generation or two removed from the most dangerous part of the work maybe. And that might just be me reading into it. I don't know that they actually say anything along those lines. Um I also did end up watching the super 52 minute live event about the higher public that they oh did really? Um,
0: yep. Did you regret
1: it? I you know I just threw it on in the background. It was fine. Uh I didn't regret it because I confirmed that it is Nile. And Nile. Also there's a yeah big really Frasier fans preposterous way that they pronounce uh marking or whatever it's i don't even he only charles only says it once and i was like what what was that name you just said is it's not is it's not what you think it would be i don't remember what it was because i couldn't quite make it out Marcion mark he said it very quick marshall uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all
0: right so here's a, a clarification question. Have they shown? Um, are there? Is there artwork for um, Martian Row
1: and yes. the Three Tempests? Don't know about the Tempests. I don't know about the Tempests specifically, but Martian Row specifically. Okay,
0: is. because uh, here's here's what I'll um let's stay on the nerds and their computers first. But I'll I'll, I'll have this one aside. Um, in my mind, I picture just like this Weasley little nerd. <laughs> I I honestly picture from um, Spaceballs, like the Darth Vader, um, uh, Paul, more Mar- more. Um, Paul Moranis. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, sorry. I picture him. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of type of character. Um, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I have all this power, so you can't even touch me. Those are the rules. <laughs> um,
1: That's interesting, because I, I pictured more of a, like, similarly a... Not all the way to a golem or whatever, that would be but like a spindly, like less than physically imposing presence. But I picture more of like a young man who is often mistaken for a boy or something.
0: Well, <laughs> like. there's there's that, and I also pictured Joffrey from Game of Thrones.
1: Mm, yeah. Like
0: almost immediately, like this is a person that if they didn't have this connection, if they didn't have this like inheritance. This person would not exist in this world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and then of course going back to my original side, uh in that fifty-two minute live event for High Republic, they do mention that in Star Wars Insider, which is like the Star Wars fan magazine, I guess they're going to have monthly short stories set in the High Republic. Oh, so okay. Could be that you do end up hearing more about the Santecas. Okay. Um, I'm
0: actually pulling up the the concept art right now as we're talking.
1: Yeah, so the stuff that was late, like there was a bunch of concept art for the Nile, but it was just called Nile. The only mm-hmm. like Nile person with a specific name was Martian Rowe. But um, Let's see. And let's, well, we're talking about the investigation. I think it's the first chapter of uh, part two.
0: That's that not really even interesting, remotely interesting who I thought is. that person
1: was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, d- cool. um, Trail does not do a good job describing this person.
1: I, I weirdly, I had seen concept art of the Nile before um, mm-hmm. over the course of the long lead up to this project, and I honestly, just based on the description of the mask and stuff, found myself picturing an Emphasis Nest type of sort of something or other. Like, I didn't much, I don't know what, you know, the dude looks like without the mask or whatever, but, so I, you know, what what it ended up being, I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, But yeah, the investigation part starts off with, I think, probably the most exciting thing in the whole book, which is they meet on Coruscant at some mountain, that's like the only mountain left on the whole planet, Mm -hmm. and who do we get to hear from But Yariel Poof?
0: Um that actually brought me down a rabbit hole of watching all of the robot chicken yep. Yariel poof. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. So only Mace and Yoda get to talk? <laughs> You're going to order for the whole table
1: or <laughs> Oh man. Sure, I'll go get the soup. <laughs> oh man. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But like even if you watch Phantom Menace I mean, he's he's even out of focus. That head of his on that stupid long neck is just like bobbing in the background. Mm-hmm. Freaking goofy as hell. I was uh, very excited for that character to, to, to show up and for the potential of just a whole Yari Alpoof spinoff. Well, there's like
0: four of them mm-hmm. that are um, from episode one
1: that. oh uh, OK, I only recognize two.
0: Well, I, I've read, I don't know where I've read it, but there's there's him, there's the squid one. Um, the snake
1: guy with the beard? Yeah,
0: yeah the snake beard guy. Yeah, um, Who, like, um, they made the mistake of, like, showing in an episode of Clone Wars, but they're like, oh, crap, we can't animate this person. So no. uh, we're going to show this person uh, no more times. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. It always bummed me out that we never got more. I mean, first off, and I feel I'm okay saying this because he's a make-believe alien, and I don't even know that there's a human being under there. I think it might just be a puppet. Um, that, that character's an abomination against God. and thing's disgusting. Other than, uh, like, silverfish, spider, spider centipedes or whatever, Uh huh. the only thing that gets me, like, a gut reaction of, like, oh, I need to destroy this is, is that character.
0: Oh, Jabba's, so, Jabba's up there, too. <laughs> I just can't, I can't look at Jabba when I watch episode six. Um, there's those two, um, Yoda, obviously who's on who's sabbatical, on which is hilarious. Like dork. Um, so they, yeah. uh, they get sabbatical.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then there's like one other one that they're like, this person's super, super old. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess remember. they, I, I, they name they name the, the person, but it's not an episode mm. one character. Mm-hmm. um it's like a you know listing off all the old people um which just seems a little rude like if that's what they say about them then you know the like what 300 years later that episode one is like i mean star wars be ageist they be they be ageist in these books
1: yeah i mean why is the oldest person who's ever been alive in the whole planet got to be the big bad guy why can't pop team be a young man so what, I don't have to look at that ugly, ugly old man makeup. Not that you e. McDermott is an ugly man, but it'd probably, Palpatine It would probably
0: be Josh Hawley. Um, so who? I'm really glad you don't know who that is. I mean Josh Holloway? No. No. The Missouri senator who caused wow, okay. the insurrection. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we are a Star Wars podcast. Um. <laughs> So that's the one thing I'll say about the meeting where we get to see the chancellor and everybody's like she's so great, and I'm like I'm certain I agree. i So far, I like her. I mean, I guess we're gonna find out she's a Sith Lord. Well, no, she's a Sith Lord.
1: Why not bring your pets? She better not that'd be too so stupid. You can't do that twice. You can't. Uh, you and yet why you bring your pets everywhere. Look, no, her, their body, it, their like, bodyguards. Are they put them on freaking leash? You know. Nobody needs your pets um, in there in their space. It's like an obnoxious power. I'm going to bring my big giant St. Bernards everywhere, and they're never going to be on a leash. Put your dogs on a leash. I don't care how well you think your dogs are trained. Put your dog on a freaking leash. It's not uh, about you, it's about everyone around you. There's people that are afraid of dogs. There's people that are afraid of dogs. It doesn't matter how well your dogs behave.
0: My understanding is they're giant cats. Don't care. Okay, yeah. Me oh me, oh control. me neither. I'm so I oh I got yeah. It's out of
1: control. Out of control. Uh, I need to go listen to some wreck punk.
0: So um we see she's like <laughs> um I'll spend whatever money is necessary to get rid of this problem. Um, mm-hmm. which is very unrealistic to how problems are solved in the real world. Um but we get the send-off. Um and there's not really much to talk about. Like, they, it, the, this part of the super nerd arc, um, for me, just describes the state of technology and mm-hmm. how, you know, they need 50,000 droids just to do something that like Han Solo's, um, ship can do, which is mm-hmm. considered a junker, which,
1: um, is- yeah, but that's 200 years in the future, right? I mean, yeah even what a phone was 20 years ago is preposterously far behind what we have Well, I think own. of I
0: think of like flash drives, right? Like um when we oh, were mm. when we were in high school, you know, you'd have like a 256 megabyte flash drive and you'd be like, "Ooh, look mm-hmm. at me, I can move a, a Word document." Um <laughs> and now like the minimum is like 12 or 6 or something, uh gigabytes. Mm-hmm. Um so that I mean I I enjoyed that part.
1: Um Yeah, I like Ariel Poop.
0: Yariel Poof was was cool. There's some force action that when they started the nerd fest and the, the ship, they started blowing up. Um, Avar Chris did something to the. Fo- oh, she created a storm with the force.
1: Yeah, it's like at the very end of part two. It's like at the very end of this storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. No. man. Actually, she. No. And I don't think she does it. or Well, she helps. But I think it's I believe it's Elzar man's idea. And he starts doing, because he's the one that's always like, oh, I'm going to do some weirdo experimental stuff with the force. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we get them. The two of them go to Naboo. They meet the San Tekas, And we get, you know, sort of inklings of, you know, these guys have known each other for a long time. And they're very close. And they know a lot about each other. And they have that island of artists that the San Tekas live, like, across the sea from or whatever. And they kind of talk about that. And I, I, they never actually end up going any further into it than that. But between that and the, um, uh, Aver Chris's spinning the lightsaber, hearing the song and stuff, there's just like I mentioned a little bit last week. But they do kind of get into this idea of the Force as an art, and like wielding the Force can be artistic or creative or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that vibe. I liked that um, Line of thinking, and I like I liked Avar Kristen and, and Elzar Mann. Um, but I guess they you know in the grand scheme of things they're not really in this book that much. I mean both of them are on the front cover, mm-hmm. and Buryaga is on the front cover, but I mean Buryaga has like one chapter in this whole section, and I feel like we hear way more from like Marjan Rowe than from A- well, Avar. Well, I mean so Chris. far
0: the people we've heard the most from are Marshawn Rowe and um, Loden and Bell yeah um and and Loden is on the front cover bell is Mm -hmm. not um right it's interesting that you have that take from that naboo scene because my my take is more like oh they're talking about the retirement plan of jedi i guess that's cool um (laughs) because at multiple points uh like elzar kind of hints at a relationship um with avar um which is fine whatever um But is talking about how, you know, when they retire, they can go anywhere they want. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we are introduced in the only arc that I cared about to that one Jedi who, like, is on the end of his line um, and is retiring. But he wants to actually do stuff. Yeah,
1: Porter Angle. Uh,
0: Yeah, Porter Angle.
1: Yeah, the guy rules. (laughs) Um, But I don't know what species he is. Oh, you didn't look it up? I did, but I couldn't quite track it down. It, they mentioned that it shows up in the Poe Dameron comic book, which I've read, but I didn't really know. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out. Uh huh. Um. Uh, that character ruled. Yeah.
0: There's a picture of him. There's a picture of it. Um, on uh, um, Wikipedia. If you want to look at it. Uh, is there a yeah. Um, is yeah, not it's remotely what that character looks. Like, what I pictured that character to be
1: interesting but we're not on that storyline just yeah. yet um so yeah um, so the the the
0: retirement plan was funny um and that's that's kind of the gist of what we got from what i got from that
1: mm-hmm. yeah and then we i i just recently read the three body problem and so i, I this is a far less interesting version of um something that happens in in that novel involving a a computer or computing. So that was, that was interesting. But I, I think, you know, we do talk about like, Oh, if we had, you know, of these three storylines, like an investigation slash putting together a bunch of droids for calculations is not particularly exciting, but I do, I do like, you know, I talked last week a little bit, how uh, interesting timing for this book, because it is about like a Republic in its golden age, you know, working mm-hmm. and cooperating. And, uh, so the computer and all the nav and all that stuff coming together is very, you know, uh, emblematic of that is, you know, Oh, this is a galaxy that is cooperating. This is where things are getting done. Deals are getting made so that progress can happen and results can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it I mean, it didn't necessarily make it exciting, but on paper, I, I understood the trajectory of that why it was important or whatever i could appreciate it yeah
0: and um i mean i i'm not saying i disliked it i i view this book a lot as setting up the groundwork for later things so you know mm-hmm. a book later from now you know some of these characters that are like getting time i certainly you know am not drawn to their story but they'll be you know in later books and later series um let's get to the the um the nihilists the knee hall is that it the nile okay nile like fraser okay
2: yeah
1: Yeah, so i guess this is they talk about there being like middle grade novels or young adult novels Kevin scott's novel that's coming out Mm -hmm. in june they're saying is the second adult novel in the high republic and so after reading this book i take it that being an adult novel means fake space drugs. (laughs) Like that's about it Mm -hmm. really is the fake space drug. And quite frankly,
0: Uh, well, I guess some, I guess some some of the brutality, which I, I wouldn't even use the word brutality. Um, and how they describe that, like fake world, like that in between world that like is a state. It's not a station. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's,
1: it's like a platform in space, mm-hmm. I guess, is how I pictured it. And um,
0: they start with, like, what, floating somebody or throwing them off the station to die?
1: Yeah. Um, for yeah. not... But, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's not insanely more intense than some things that happen in the movie. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does get a little bit more brutal when Marshawn Rowe... Um, like sucker punches one of the tempests, and like what chops off his arm, her
2: mm-hmm.
0: hand, and then mm-hmm. throws it to him.
1: Hand. So like yeah. that's
0: something that you probably would not want a ten year old to be reading. Uh,
1: yeah, but again, people getting limbs cut off in Star Wars. You know, you got you got what's his name's, um, Ponda Baba's bloody arm on the floor of the Mos Eisley Cantina right from Go. Yeah, that's true. But no, no, it's just interesting because, I yeah, I mean, what ultimately I took from it was like, oh, adult is, is drugs. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I don't see them translating to like live action Star Wars would be drugs. You don't do drugs in Star Wars. So um, speaking of him dropping that guy's hand off, I have a note here. More villains do need to start calling people chief. <laughs> At one point, I believe Marshawn Rogue does call that character chief, which is just I don't know a degree or two above like bro or dude mm-hmm. I guess granted with a little stank stank on it but I'm mean, can you imagine if like Boba Fett was talking hustle and he was like all right chief yeah it's good it's good more villains got to start using chief I hope that this is a watershed moment for the move or for the <laughs> word
0: a watershed for for the term chief yeah. So yeah. we're introduced to Marshawn Rowe, who is the mm-hmm. I, the uh-huh. I, and then it's Kosov. And who are the yeah. other two?
1: Yeah, Kosov, Lorna D, and the Fancy Pants um, guy. Whose name I don't remember. There's Pan- Panita. Yeah. So Panita. Is the um yeah, panda is express. panda
0: express is um the massive massive alien from episode seven in Maz's castle?
1: Yeah, that's sitting in mm-hmm, the couch. On the couch. Yeah.
0: Lorna Dean is a Twi'lek. um, and then Kossoff Twi'lek, is a weak yeah. way.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Of pirates, I actually thought that um.
0: they don't really go and talk about their species afterwards. 'Cause a lot of the traits of Pan like of um Kosov, I was attributing to Pan because I was just like, Oh, obviously the biggest one because
1: you're racist, yeah.
0: Would be doing all these super, super aggressive things. A weak way certainly wouldn't be acting like this because they're all dolts. Um and you know, wow. uh Ahsoka wow. could take out like thirteen of them and not even break a sweat, but like, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. So we um we get to see the politics. Um, they have about as much yeah, we do um, as one can get. Um, it will be interesting to see if this is if this if this is the main villains of this. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see a movie of this.
1: Um, <laughs> I it's so because going off of the end of part one which is the debut of this faction. They're like space barbarians. They come out of nowhere. They're sound and fury and intensity and, and craziness. And it's like, it's a storm. It's a storm. It's chaos. It's crazy. But then pretty immediately, they're like hey, hierarchies are cool, right? Like people like hierarchies and learning about hierarchies and having people say terms from hierarchies all the time. Like that's a cool thing people enjoy, right? Because we're going to quadruple down on that. And so whatever, you know, ferocity that they possess at the at the beginning or at the end of part one, I felt very quickly was diluted into like, you're just a storm. I'm a tempest. You're a strike. He's the eyeball. <laughs> I get the vote. The rule of thirds. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this, this sucks. <laughs> and it's right. This sucks. I want these guys to come out of nowhere. I want to know nothing about them. I want them to be scary. I don't want Knights them to of Ren. be You want them to
0: be Knights like, like, of Ren, but ugh. being described doing things as opposed to wow. what they did with Knights of Ren in the sequel trilogy
1: yeah i don't yeah It's just i they they very quickly lost a lot of intensity with all these they
0: these had no rules. intensity yeah it was um and and, and yeah yeah and granted exactly. like you know part of it is intentional so like the storyline of the the um the, the niles group um and loden and bell they are just like newbies so like of course they suck um but Lorna D who like names her ship after herself, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That was, good. um, I'll definitely do that. If yeah. I end up in Star like, ever.
0: you know, she's supposed to be seen as like the, she and Pan are supposed to be the like ones that are more level headed and she still screws right. up. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, it was the rollout of, um, the Nile was, uh, it left something to be desired so much so that if this is the group of villains, I hope it's not, but, uh, um, who knows? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And I, I can understand cause it, they very much have to be like the opposite of what the higher Republic is trying to be. And like, from a, I guess a literary standpoint or whatever, you're trying to make them like the antithesis of progress and hope and things like this. But I don't know, I just I it was more compelling to me from go where they were just like, we come from out of nowhere. We're crazy. We have rabies or whatever. I don't know. Um, and so, I yeah, I don't it, you know, I get you have to the the structure and the hierarchy of it allows them to get into like, I don't know using people's base instincts mm-hmm. against them or seducing people with their own base desires for for power and things like this and juxtaposing that with what the higher public is trying to achieve so i can understand that but again i mean my note i have here is our hierarchies cool because we're talking about them a lot you know and it's like people talk about tiktok a lot i still don't know what it mm-hmm. is i guess it's cool i guess uh, it's cool but- so everybody's <laughs> talking about hierarchies in this book, and I'm like, I guess hierarchies must. I, be Well, cool. they just want to shout to like all those anarchists out it. there,
0: Antifa. Um, that you know, there's always yeah. an, there's always hierarchies
1: out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that you know, there's something to be said for that as well. Is you know, they talk about like, oh, the Nile, you're free, but that that's very much not. That's true. Just like a great lie, so, so they convince
0: you know, you know the people to yeah. join
1: them that they're free when they're in fact not. Um, right, and so the lie that is given to us when we are first introduced to the Nile at the at the end of part one mirrors the lie of, and I'm not going to say the term for it, but all the newbies that yeah, joined r- up, scrub into the into the storm or whatever. I I hated that. You're just a strike. I'm a st- oh man. Okay, like, so it was weird. It's um,
0: let's let's kind of finish the Nile's. Um, so that we can get to the part that I that so walk I like me
1: through, um, walk me through walk me through what where the end of the Nile story that you tried. Yeah, the so there's
0: off. Lorna Lorna D, and we get the info. So there's about, there's there's Castoff mm-hmm. um, has his own storyline, and then Lorna D has Castoff's right. is just dumb. He's just an idiot. Um, so he really yeah, weak ways it up. Yeah. Um, and he wipes out mm-hmm. Funk the planet that Ta- Tarkin is from.
1: Uriadu yeah. was the name of the planet. So that's Tarkin's mm-hmm, yeah. The planet. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, which Uriadu, is yeah. interesting. Okay, because that tracks them claiming that they're hunters and gonna gonna hunt them down yeah. and stuff. That tracks with some stuff from the. Uh, okay.
0: Um. So he just accidentally wipes them out, um, and then leaves, mm-hmm. but announces himself. So he puts them on the radar, yes. and then Lorna D. Um, she sent to get the black box. I believe that's going to explain everything. Um, and Mm -hmm. some Jedi via the super nerd
1: computer get there. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, I have written in my notes here, so I assume that it did happen in this part, but that we, we get, we find out what happened, what caused the great disaster. Yes.
0: Yeah. Here. Um, yeah,
1: is that they they accidentally flew a ship?
0: Their path, so yeah, so the- they they flew a ship, and then another ship yeah. saw it, and trying to move her, maneuver out of it, avoid it. Um, caused all of this. Yeah, um, and then we're introduced mm-hmm. to there's two Jedi. Um, one's an Athorian, and then another one I forget what her name is. Um, are the ones that are sent to investigate, uh, and the only thing yeah. I know is the Athorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can understand.
1: And the other one's to DeGrooten, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's the one that's supposed to be in charge of... No, no, no.
0: There's... no. Her name's like Tiami. No, I'm
1: thinking of somebody else. Yep, Te- Her I'm name's like Tiami, else. yeah. Um, Tiami, yep. Yeah, tayamu T- T- yeah. I, I, yeah. I couldn't remember what type um,
0: of name. Tiami was. is... Oh, she's a Duros. Go to get... Yeah. Oh, I do there's, remember that now. Yep. Because okay, there's two like, duros yeah. in this book and they explain like the sweat sack of them or something in the first part and I'm like I don't mm-hmm. need to know this like these are not the details that need um yeah. that uh need to happen. So there's Tiami who's a duro. Yeah,
1: I take it back. Tell me more about strikes. <laughs>
0: um but there's there's the two of them and they have this you know, nice banter and like um the authorian's like, let's hang out, and then Tiami basically what sacrifices herself for them to get the black box.
2: Yeah, I don't remember um, specifics because it's
0: it's like those two, and then like I envision them as Australians, like the married couple that just happens to be like strung along helping them out now. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah yep, yep. so I mean showing cool um you know name. some cool action um the first of some of the named jedi are getting knocked out um mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty much it I mean it, it's you know she
1: well and again we have to we do have to talk about wreck punk. punk all right um yeah as a, as a metalhead I was of course drawn to rack punk which is what cassava <laughs> listens to and it's Music made from instruments made from crashed spaceships, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, battle decapitation, so... I'm just kidding, I just know that band, I don't oh, know. Oh,
0: I thought that. that was actually, like, they recorded that. Um, I'm glad you did that clarification, because I was about to just move on oh <laughs> uh, it's a death
1: metal band yeah um uh, but yeah rec punk i don't know anytime anytime star wars uh gets into like music in in the novels and stuff or describes music i'm always like i think this is too specific it's like a music genre for whatever reason i'm like this too it's too specific i don't i don't want this amount of specificity like uh you know I don't know, whatever. Rec Didn't one of them talk cool. about, like, um, cool. an
0: opera that they wanted to the go? No, was, there was, like, a spa. That, that Australian married couple, they were like, we want to go to a spa later.
1: Um. Yeah, that was the other semi-adult yeah. part. <laughs> Where they implied that that someone would look sexy or something. And I was like, I don't care um, for this either.
0: Yeah, so that's about all that we have to do with the Nile. Um, At the end... Yeah. Um, oh, say? and Marshawn Rose' power we find out is from a ninety-year-old
1: woman. Uh, oh yeah, I guess <laughs> we should probably touch on that. Who's yeah Santeca? Yeah, who's power like probably their Santeca?
0: aunt or something,
1: or something. And is like yeah. the reason, and or, is the reason no, for like all older, of their success. Yeah, sure.
0: I uh, presume she's force sensitive, which is why she can do all this.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about it, but you're probably right. That makes sense. But yeah, she's able to like calculate hyperspace routes of her own, it gave me, um, or some such. It gave and me ni-
0: Minority like, Report vibes. Right. Yeah, it's very old. uncomfortable. I did not enjo- like. Not that any of those characters were likable.
1: Yeah, but I, like I wouldn't have liked to see that in a Star Wars movie. That would That would have mm-hmm. been like a bit much. Like an older old woman being electrocuted in like a a little back to pod or proto back to pod or whatever. Yeah. I would, would with have a been bat doctor being like, she sure. shouldn't you
0: shouldn't do that. And then yeah. this nerd being like, <laughs> let's feed her. Um yeah, so yeah. that's
1: Ugh. and we also learned Marshawn Rose dad was the one that started using her for this. And then Marshawn Rose dad was he was killed, killed but he was
0: also they started this whole thing for revenge of, of something that hasn't been described yet. Like mm-hmm. they hate all the tempests, yeah. but they want to use the tempests. Um, but they haven't described yeah. at least as far as I've read what that, what what their great revenge is. Um,
1: yeah, ties go to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all. I think that's all the stuff I have about that storyline, other than where it ties in. Yeah.
0: The story so, um the most interesting part of the whole part two is on Elfrana. Elfrana. Mm-hmm.
1: Great question. I do not um, vaguely remember. It's one of those words that I know it when I see it, but I never actually read it. I just looked at the shape.
0: Well, of it so in like reading this, um, they start off with the family that gets kidnapped. And I was reading this series, I was like, I really right. wish Charles Soule was in the writing room at Rogue One. Because um, the, the the family at the start of Rogue One really didn't put up much of a fight other than, you know, um, Jin hiding in a little um, cave or whatever.
1: Yeah, but they had to contend with Death Troopers, not these dumb Nile yahoos. Fair enough. If it was a bunch of death troopers coming for these homesteaders, they'd have been dead. It's right there <laughs> in the name.
0: Um, yeah, fair enough. But, um, you know, we get a cool, like, description of this town. Um, we get a cool description of a Jedi outpost. Um, and Bell getting kicked mm-hmm. off um, <laughs> in um, another place, yep, falling yep. to his death. In-
1: yeah, so we have we have Bell, I can't remember his last name, and Loden. Both of whom mm-hmm. we met in, in part one. And then we have Indira, who is um the same as Adigalia. Um, yes, yes, yes. I don't remember the name of that um alien, but and we have
2: uh, a Halothian
1: who is the same as Yeah. Uh, Adigalia is it's it the same later. it's yeah, the same um, species. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Indira still. Yeah and then and then Angle Porter looks Angle like Porter's
0: a vampire know, that's all guy. you have to look at is like um like a, it's like a mix between that and um the grand inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels because the grand inquisitor okay. is from the planet in episode 3 Utapau, but wow. they do a very poor job of yeah. um hiding him cuz he's just like a normal height um, whereas the Utapau are like a mm-hmm. lot taller so he's closer to the Grand Inquisitor. He's functionally a vampire. And those are not the vibes that I got <laughs> from reading that. I thought of him as like some old monkey species or something.
1: Oh my god. What? I know. I just figured he was a gray person, a gray alien. I don't remember why I thought that, with a top knot or something. Um, and we have Ember who Hellhound is their yeah. um RK9. Um their flareon. Houndor. So last week I talked about how Loden is very much set up as like, oh yeah, this is like the badass character They you supposed to be like, wow, <laughs> this guy's a badass. But then all of a sudden this Porter Inkle guy shows up, and I'm like, oh wait, is that who Loden is, or is that who this other guy is? Um, and I mean, I, they they give uh, Porter kind of more wiggle room to be that character, but even more interesting. And they talk about he's like 300 or something. And has lived a bunch of different lives and has been a bunch of different things to the Jedi Order. And when his family gets kidnapped, uh, he starts to like shift through ghosts of his past, like become a ghost or whatever. Did you take that? How literally did you take that? Um. Because obviously figuratively, it's just like, oh, he's getting in touch with skills he had in a, in a previous part of his life. But it's the Force also. So you can't help but wonder, like, is this a guy who is able to, like, truly channel in, like, like photographic memory on steroids? You, you know, you hear people who are able to remember every single thing about their life. Like, they can tell you what they ate on a given day. Is it that plus the force of him being like, okay, if I focus, I can lock into exactly who I was. Physically, mentally. I'll have to reread it. Um,
0: off the top of my head, to to I, I couldn't I bills. couldn't take it. That was not a memorable part for me from from that whole interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to I'll have to look at mm-hmm. look at that because I I kind of read through the landmines and how they each fix the landmine situation. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, very much. <laughs> we see um the chase scene.
1: Um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so they they get on the family gets kidnapped from their homestead. The Jedi show up too late, and they're able to kind of catch their trail on Steely's. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, space horses. Not important. It what is important is it gives um, Porter the opportunity to show off his coolest, I think, Jedi skill, which is um, pausing, which is the opposite of negging. Um, where you say mean things to a person you are hoping to become romantically involved with to lower the so-called <laughs> self-confidence so that they'll talk to you. He does the opposite to these animals that he knows he's going to like ride to death. And he goes, oh, you're so luminous. You're so pretty. You're so great. Well, let me hop on. I'm going to ride you to death. I'm going to ride you into the ground so your heart explodes. Let's go. You are luminous, my darling. And I thought, wow, what a skill. Um, the force really just works in mysterious ways.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Um, the, the the couple things that I that I took away from it, um, they do the the Niles uh, do redeem themselves for their brutality near the end when they like shoot the mom. To like slow the Jedi down, and then when they airlock um, one of the kids, um, I, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Not the action, but like them, you know, doing yeah. different things to slow down the Jedi.
1: Yeah, I was. I I began to the end of this part of this uh, the storyline. And the end of the Nile side of the story, they did sort of begin to Empire Strikes Back style, kind of be like, wait, how much time is passing? Because you have this Nile, the, the head Nile there, mm-hmm. leaving the planet with Jedi in pursuit and being like, I need to get help. I have to rave you in for help. I have to call this guy who has to talk to that guy who has to talk to that guy, who has to talk to these people to get me help. But then... You know, chapters and chapters later, that's finally addressing like Martian Rowe himself is like, Yeah, send help and then help. I don't know. it. What felt like surely only minutes with Loden chasing that ship, Loden and Indira chasing that ship uh, on the other side of things, I don't know. It, yeah, the timeline felt weird to me. It felt like that request was able to go up real quick and stuff was able to come out real quick. Cause it's like a big chunk of book. It felt like between well, when one I
0: thing that me, was a little was weird followed. is when bell is sent, you know, jumps off to save the girl. Um, you know, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a powerful, you know, segment. Um, I did enjoy, you know, him hearing what she was saying and, you know, them bringing back, you know, two parts of his story that have been introduced in the book so far, but it, it feels like they fell way too far for that to actually mm-hmm. be a thing. Um, uh, yeah. yeah
1: yeah he like jumps so
0: <laughs> that was a little i mean i guess it is the High republic um literally but um i was like that yep. just seems yep. that uh, that just seems um uh, book boys that just seems a little um a little far-fetched so here's what i want to end with public. um with this is the interlude um because we get to see the jedi council for the first time Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me
1: touch on one last thing before we get to the interlude before that. and and, and that's just a real quick. Uh, we talked last week about them saying like, oh, the jedi, the vectors are like very mechanical. They're all like uh, analog you know parts and stuff. And we get uh, Indira in the in towards the end of the storyline, um, piloting mm-hmm. two ships, like one actually being piloted and the other she's piloting with the force. And they're doing like the same thing at the same mm. time, like they're flying in formation with each other. Well, that, that was pretty freaking dope. That and um, the
0: Jedi cool. cannon, the lightsaber cannon that Loden uses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, I, um, so the interlude, interlude shows the Jedi Council deciding like, are they hunters or not? Um, and we see Jora is that is that the Gruda's name?
1: Yeah, Jorah
0: Molly. That sounds
1: right. Yes, yeah, Mo- one of those um, is right for sure. Who, like, <laughs> she's the, she's supposed to be in charge of Starlight Beacon. So she's about to leave. She's on the council, yeah. but it's her last council meeting because after that she's going to leave the council. And yeah, so Starlight
0: we see um, from her point, her perspective, um, she's tuning in. Um, it's like six of them tuning in, and then there's one person that's been appointed because Yoda's on sabbatical um, who is right. a Mon Pal-Mari that's like uh, woke progressive. <laughs> 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 it's like, we shouldn't do any one. of this,
1: blah, blah, blah. We do any of this. Yeah, so this whole chapter... I, you know, I flip ahead to see how much space is in a chapter before I start reading sometimes so I can have an idea of how much time it's going to take or whatever. And I saw that the interlude was going to be the council and I got excited for that. But ultimately, I, I think this chapter, um, I didn't care for it in the sense that, again, I'm talking about before, this is supposed to be like the golden age, this is supposed to be the Jedi at their best, yada, yada. Um but this whole conversation the council has just feels like oh i can imagine this exact conversation happening in the prequels like it's the sort of navel-gazing philosophizing who are we what do we do and i'm not i'm not knocking those questions those are important questions for entities to ask of themselves but it it just felt very non-committal Like it felt, it didn't feel like they actually wanted an answer. Like it was a discussion that felt like it was just going in circles, which is something that in the prequels I think is a detriment to the Jedi. And in the prequels it's supposed to be like, look at these great Jedi, but they're just so, I don't know, too much navel gazing going on. And so this was not what I expected of the Jedi council at the height of the Jedi's powers. I expected more, I mean, what is what is or, peace without justice? You know, a different conversation. I mean,
0: you can have peace under a dictatorship, but do you have justice? What is justice <laughs> without peace? Those are things I don't care about, um, but they seem to really do. <laughs> um, I actually was looking at this more for like, you know, this is supposed to be, uh, you know, however many book, TV show um, video game, comic series. So we're um, TikTok. Yeah. Which of these people are we gonna see? Which of them are we not gonna see? You know, I'm looking at the higher. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at which the High Republic go concept art. I don't see Yarl Poof. So maybe he's gonna go on sabbatical soon.
1: Tell um, me about it. I hope that young Yaril Poof. Because there's a
0: bunch her. of people that.
1: Hey, should I get a mohawk? Interesting. Like, if not now, win right? Like, I'm never on video conferences. My hair is so long; it's always in my face. I have to wear a hat all the time. I wake up, I put on a hat. Have you seen really some of this concept art? Day, but it's not long enough to put in a ponytail.
0: Have you seen the one with the with, yeah. the, with the black
1: Maybe just get a mohawk because if not now, win.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, well yeah. there's one where it's like clearly this one's Avar Crest. This one is loading.
1: I mean, I could do um, the and
0: own. there's a bunch of them. I'm, I don't like this one. This one's ski. Ski. Uh, um, but. Interesting. Probably
1: don't interesting. even need a mirror, honestly. Just feel for it. Um,
0: I'm going to feel really bad when you do that. And then, like, we're going to. Right,
1: yeah, but, but then I'll just buzz, buzz it off if it looks bad. Insinu- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not in good enough shape. To
0: you're it, not in good enough shape? But... But... Listen.
1: Um, Not for a buzz.
0: You, you, ma- you, you matter. Okay. You, you was smart. You was strong. <laughs> you, you was matter.
1: You're right. I'm gonna have a mohawk. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I didn't know just concept art of anyone with a black lightsaber. Um. Yeah, there's a light, it's in white It's a light lightsaber, I think. Oh, we talk. They talk about. By the way, they talk about. <laughs> what's her name? Who gets killed? Maybe no. It was either the Tegru. No, it wasn't the Tegru. It, was yeah. it was the she's one a Duros. Yami or whoever I think is who they talk about having having a lightsaber that is white, but that was salvaged from like okay. a Sith artifact.
0: She cured. She cured it. And she oh wow! Destroyed. No, it, there's a picture. Yeah, you, there's this, a picture remember? of a Jedi with a light, a white lightsaber that has two blades that are f- looking forward. All right, this is cool.
1: Oh, yeah. All uh Ray's. Oh, yeah. Knife oh, yeah. And I Rise can play. For yeah, I've seen that. But this, that was in part two. Uh, no, that, right? no. Or, so or that's definitely a part three.
0: Um, Listen, listeners. Um, Whoops. Uh,
1: Are you sure? It was like a very small detail. Like uh, you know,
0: what's, let's assume you're correct. Now, Hold we on. we only have a, a minute.
1: Uh, oh, I'm Sorry. <laughs> that's part three. um it's, it's, it's called a
0: tease it's called a tease so I'm sorry with that being said um, we're gonna finish up part three which is titled storm okay um storm. longest storm of my life i'm about to read mm-hmm.
1: um <laughs> <laughs> i will tell you this i finished part two and then like I read the end of part two. Wow, and okay.
0: So you, chapter three. Okay, so you you, you have positive things away. to say about it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I'll so if you want to
0: get a hold of on us, podboys podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at Poboys Podcast, so is our Instagram. And we'll see you next week for the conclusion of High Republic.